What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, November 30th, 2012. You guys are listening to episode number 88, and um, I got to tell you guys right off the bat, I'm really, really fucking frustrated because I wanted to do something different and special on this episode, and I I can't, um, but... The good news is I have something, a couple of things that I really want to talk passionate about and uh, I'm kind of fired up about today, so um, don't worry. I got a lot of good shit to give you, stuff that I need to get off my mind uh, and just get out, so however it comes out, it's going to come out and uh, it should be a good good time, good listen, hopefully um, hearing me rant and talk some shit about some things that I wanted to really get off my chest this week. Um, I'll tell you what I was frustrated about in a second. Uh, first, want to uh, thank everybody who downloaded the Butterfly Radio um, app on your iPhone. Uh, again, the Verzi Effect podcast show is sponsored by uh, Butterfly Radio, which is an app you could download for free on your iPhone, any iPhone in the world. Uh, well, I think I believe it's got to be like the 4S or above, but anywhere in the world, you have the iPhone, you could download this amazing free app called Butterfly Radio where you could click on um, the podcasts on there and you can actually leave up to a five-minute audio message and then um, whoever, whatever podcast you go to on there, like the Verzi Effect, uh, will go back and um, you know respond to you. Uh, audio, it's great. And again, like I said, anybody who uh, lets me know that they downloaded the um app on their phone for free. If you did that and I'm in your area and you want to come and see me, I will get you comped into a show. So it's simple as that. If you want to start your own podcast, uh, all you got to do is register on butterflyradio.com and you are able to put up your own pictures and get your own podcast going where you could talk about whatever you want and uh, you could get multiple stations on there to talk about different things. So uh, do that and I actually, for some crazy reason, I have a 4S and I had a problem with the software but I have an appointment and I'm going to be updating my software where um, I could do it for, through uh, my uh, mobile device which is crazy, figures my luck but anyway... Um, I can do it through my phone. And also, I, you know, anything that you have on there, any kind of audio questions or any unacceptables or anything like that, if you want to um, leave me a message on there, I'll address it on the show. Say, hey, Paul, you know, I love the show. I, I love when you talk about this, um, you know, or hey, I don't like that you don't talk about this. Whatever you want, just put something on that message. And I could, if you want me to address it on the show, I will. I'll shout your name out and all that good shit too. So just let me know if that's, uh, you know, if, if you want to do that. Uh, otherwise, leave any messages and um, I will get back to you and also um, please just keep downloading it butterflyradio.com okay now got to get into some stuff here um, some important stuff that I really want to talk about and as you could tell I am feeling better I went to the doctor and uh, it was funny I go to the doctor and I was like look doc I've been coughing for three fucking weeks What's going on here? Something's got to give. You know, I'm feeling better, but I'm still coughing. Uh, I have my good nights, my bad nights. Some days I'm all right. Some days I still feel like shit. What's going on? So we're like, all right, listen, let's come up with a game plan for this. So my doctor was like, all right, I could give you this one inhaler. All right. And when you get the inhaler, anytime you have a coughing fit, you use the inhaler. It seems like you're slowly getting better. So the inhaler will help the coughing and you'll just eventually get better. Or... I can give you two inhalers and antibiotics, like which, and one of the inhalers has like a steroid, so we could just totally knock this thing the fuck out. It's up to you. And I just looked at him and I was like, look, dude, it's been three weeks. 
let's fucking punch this thing in the face properly and take care of it. So I got my two, my two inhalers. I got my antibiotics. And um, as you could hear in my voice, I'm back to normal. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling strong. Getting some rest, uh, resting up this week. So I feel good. I'm ready to go. Fired up. I got some shit to talk about. So uh, sit back and uh, and enjoy the show. Um, first thing I got to talk about, this is, this was hilarious. I like to, you know, at the top of the show, I like to talk about where I was performing recently, but something happened that was just so weird, bizarre, and just let you know that like in this business, like weird shit can happen. Like, you know, it's just, all right, I'm, I'm just going to get to it. I was a stand up New York in the city on, I believe it was Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday night? Yeah, I, I, uh, what's today? Friday? Yeah, Tuesday night. I'm at Stand Up New York, and I was performing like, I guess, I guess like in the middle of the lineup, and I don't know why right now it's slipping my mind who else was on the show, but um, it was, it was, um, I think it was a late show. on. Yeah, it was a late show. I had like an 11 o'clock spot on a Tuesday, and the crowd wasn't packed, but like the, you know, the middle part of the room was, was, was full. And I noticed that during people's sets, there was a table to the right who had an older man, perhaps with money, and this kind of very loud, outspoken, foreign, blonde woman, probably younger than him. I would say significantly younger than him, but still probably like he might have been like close to 60 and she was probably like 30 or something or maybe 35, okay? And comedians were going up and looking and kind of addressing it and saying, oh, her, sir, you know, sir, how much did you pay for her? What's going on? Is it a male or a bride? And she's kind of like laughing and doing all these hand gestures and shit. So, but it seemed like she was into the show. She wasn't being like really obnoxious or malicious. She was just like overly into the show. Okay. And you could tell she obviously wasn't from America. She was Russian. So like she thought this was like some great fucking amazing night um, in this comedy club in America. So I go up and I just, you know, right when I go on stage, she said something like kind of like loud or, or something like, and I just kind of addressed it and she was rushing and, or I said something to them because, uh, the person who was on stage pre, you know, right before me said something and I just start having fun with them. The crowd's really into it. She's making hand gestures. I'm making fun of her hand gestures. She's doing all kinds of like weird shit with her arms. She was almost doing like that Arsenio Hall like dog pound like thing with the arm you know like the woo woo like up and down but like her she was all like sideways and wrong it was just really fucked up and I was making fun of that and um then I said you know does anybody here have kids or you know I was talking about my kids and she raised her hand and she's like I have a cat and I just was having fun with her comparing a kid to a cat and everything was all good you know it was a great time um you know the crowd really came to life you know um because of you know just trashing her but in a in a friendly fun loving way so the show's over and you know i i bumped into some comedians that that, that i was um you know uh cool with um you know just talking to them afterwards and we're hanging out and um who was there sean Patton was there uh really funny dude by the way man uh sean's funny man check him out but good dude and we were talking, and uh, I was recently in New Orleans, um, and, and Sean's from New Orleans. So we're just talking about that. We're shooting the shit. There was another comic there that I had recognized, and we were just talking. And then this Russian lady and this older dude kind of like walk over to me. 
<laughs> I never see some shit. I, I was talking to James Goff about this, man. He was just laughing. And the older dude kind of just like, they leave. Like, they leave. That's what happened first. Before they came back inside, they left. And then all of a sudden, they come back, right? And the older dude kind of just leans against the wall and lets this Russian <laughs> woman come up to me. And she comes up with her accent and she was, I couldn't even understand her accent because she was like, it wasn't really thick Russian. She was kind of drinking and stuff. And she's like, so are you like, you guys gonna like stay and party hard tonight or what? You know, and the guy's just standing against, and, and she was being dead serious. And she's like, you know, I like to drink. I mean, you guys are celebrities. This is, this is amazing. And she starts getting like close and she's like, yeah, we, we could drink. She goes, it's making me cream my puss. And dead serious and like said it loud and like was getting close. Like to, it was like, I was just like, wow. And then she looks after she says that out loud. She wasn't joking. That's the thing. She wasn't joking. Like it was some crazy like fucking foreign European fucking like or or just some foreign Russian, not European. Uh, just I don't, that, that's the voice that I have. I always I hear a foreign voice. I think Europe. But like she she just. Russia, wherever the fuck she was from. I don't even know what she was, exactly where she was from. They called her Russian. I don't know where she was from. I don't know if she was from wherever. But she said that. And like, it was like some weird porn fucking like, I don't know. And then she looks over at that guy and she goes, right? And he's just looking at her and he kind of nods her head. And then that gave me the indication that they like, that like, I don't know if he was paying for her, but it was just really, and like other comics and I was just like, you know, and then I was like, ah, ah, and I got all like fucking weirded out. And I was like, yeah, I, they, I think they might be drinking. And I kind of just drifted away. And then he called her over. So I don't know what the fuck they had planned or, or what she wanted to do. But I was just like, wow, like out loud, just going like, it's making me cream my puss. And I was just like, what? Like, holy shit, man. Like, like no tact and just... And had like the greatest time. Like that was oak. Like oh my god. I tell you, they do shit different in other countries, man. Because it was just like. Because think about that guy. If that guy was her husband, which I could not imagine he was. I really couldn't. I think it was a guy just maybe trying to have fun with her. But anyway, nuts. So that's you know great show, good time, really weird, bizarre thing. And I just ended up leaving the club, like leaving the club, shaking my head, laughing because you know. Shit like that, you know, I mean, in this business, you know, there's some crazy opportunities you get and, you know, fakeness and, and women liking you and shit. And it's just, you got to, that's part of it. But like, this was just some really kind of freaky, weird, blatant, like I never had like just casually people leaving. It was, it was unreal. But uh, <laughs> she just, and I felt bad because like, I think like she thought that that was fine to say. Like, cause maybe like where she, I mean, cause you got to think, I mean, I don't even know if she ever knew what a comedy club was, you know, first of all, she called us celebrities, which we're not like we're up and coming comedians. And I mean, granted, she may not see that in her country, but like she was acting like she was fucking hanging out with like, like she'd be hanging out with fucking Clooney or, or, or fucking, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. She was just like, she treated, she was like, she thought like if she would drink with us, it would be like the sickest thing ever. So that was that was pretty interesting to start the week. Um, but I'm frustrated for this reason. On this episode, I really, really wanted to get my journal out. Okay, I mentioned it a couple of times on the show. 
I have this like hardcover, like this hard, this hardcover red journal. And from like 03 or 04, I just put entries in it of like comedians that I met, shows that I did, horror gigs that I did, all kinds of stuff, kind of hyping myself, you know, to make me get into a show or after a show or just kind of like getting myself all like excited about something or, you know, it was kind of like my... It was really cool, like tonight I did this and I met this person and I felt like, you know, all kinds of cool shit, and, and, you know, and I was coming up in the, in, the, in the urban circuit in the black rooms and I wanted to read entries to it and that was my plan and that was going to be a big chunk of this. And again, and I always saw the, fu- you know when you're looking for something and it's there, I saw the fucking journal every day for probably year, years and years. And we got our house on the market, and we had to fucking clean up, and my wife did something with it. She says she didn't. I know she did. It's somewhere. I can't fucking find it, but it's just going to make it that much sweeter when I do find it, and I can do it. And then it's not going to matter if the entries suck and it wasn't that good, but I remember putting some really cool shit that I think you guys would be like, oh, shit, that's the night, you know, he met so-and-so, or that's the night he did this, and, you know, I have one night where I felt really bad and I bombed in there. I bombed one night and I came home and I felt really bad and I remember writing it. I think that was from like 07. I just remember a really horrible feeling that I had and I put it in the journal and I wanted to read all that shit. So it's going to be cool when I do. I'm sorry about it. You guys are probably saying thanks for bringing it up again, dick. Just do it and surprise us with it instead of fucking telling us because now we're frustrated, not just you. No, it doesn't work that way. We're in this together. All right, fuckheads, if I'm frustrated and upset, you're going to be frustrated and upset too. Or at least frustrated, not upset. You'd be a real fan if you were fucking genuinely upset right now. <laughs> I would be like, like, uh, you know, wow, this person really gives a fuck about what I'm doing. But I, I, I will find the my red journal and I will read it to you guys and we will have a good time with it. And I'm interested too. Like I'm just as good. I'm going to be just as entertained and just remember in my mindset when I wrote that shit. So that's coming up. Um, as soon as I find it. So if it's on the next one or whatever, I actually also have some guests coming up on the Verzi Effect podcast show. So, um, you know, when I'm, when the next time that I'm alone or whatever, whether that's the next time or after guests that I'm working on having, I'm working on having some really cool, exciting guests for you guys. It's just a matter of scheduling, uh, because things are crazy right now with, uh, you know, everything and the holidays and all that shit. Um, so, we'll get into some other stuff. There's something that I want to talk about. I'm going to get to it after. Uh, and, and it's going to be, uh, something that I feel is really necessary to say, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm fired up about it. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, but let me just get into, um, other stuff that happened this week. I got a massage. Okay. I got to talk about this and I know what you guys are thinking. Oh shit. Was it one of those Korean places where they jerked you off? No, it was not. I went to this massage envy, like they have like 800 locations throughout the country and you go in there and you could tell them what you want, whether you want like hot rocks, deep, medium, light, uh, you know, full body, just back, shoulders, whatever, whatever you want to do. So I got this massage that I had as a gift. Somebody carried it over to me and uh, it was cool. It was cool. I go there, but here's the funny thing. Now I go into this massage and not that I'm looking for some beautiful woman to give me a massage. Okay, I'm not. And it's funny because I even told my wife this when I got when I got home. So I'm not being some fucking weirdo or some fucking sneaky. It's just you go to get a massage and you're like, all right, well, if I get a massage at least. So I get there and there are all these girls standing around, right? You know, attractive, decent, whatever. And then they're like, oh, you know, so-and-so's doing yours. 
and very nice woman, all right, but just not, you know, you could tell she was like a veteran, you know, not, not like, she was just a veteran, she was like, you know, she's, you know, just coming out of the bullpen for years, you know, just kind of like, I, I don't even know, like, who I could compare it to, she, it would be like, I'm trying to think of a football player or like a <laughs> or like a pitcher. It it was just like the second string catcher coming in, just like from the eighth inning, because you know the it, it, it was it was a great massage, but at the same time it wasn't. And I was just like you know, shit. I had this like crazy fucking you know thought in my head. I was like, well, I, you know, what do you what do you expect? What do you expect when you're going for a massage? After you know what like the scumbag places do. So you're just sitting there like, alright, this is going to be normal. This is going to be cool. At least have it be. Because they were like, oh, you know, would you want a male? Would you want a male to, to, to give you a rub down? And I was like, look, man, I'm not homophobic, nothing like that. But no, I really don't. I don't feel comfortable with that shit. You know, they touch you all over the place, your waist and shit. You know, I don't want that. You know, I want some fucking dudes, fucking big hands rubbing my fucking toes. I just don't. You know, if you think I'm a dick for saying that, no, I'm not homophobic, dude. I got gay friends. Um... Well, I got a, one gay friend. I'm not going to bullshit. <laughs> but, like, I'm, I'm around gay people in this business all the time, and it's totally cool. I think if you judge them, you're a fucking idiot and all that stuff. I just don't want a guy fucking rubbing my fucking thighs near my groin and my fucking toes and shit. I'm sorry. I just don't. I want a woman to do it, period. There's nothing wrong with it. I have no problem saying that shit. And they, they were cool there. Like, I was joking. I was like, listen, I'd rather, you know, a woman than a dude. And, you know, but you just don't want some fucking, and I'm not saying like this, no, by no stretch was like this woman a monster, but it just was no, like, there was no, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but I was just, it was, it was just my fucking luck because like, there's all these women standing around and they're like, all right, fucking go to the, <laughs> go to the bullpen, you know, we're almost closing up and, um, you know, she just comes out, you know. And you know, you know how they're like, they want it to be over too when they just fucking, right when the, right when the hour's up. <laughs> they're just like, I gotta be honest though, she was actually a sweetheart. She was great at what she did and it felt great. I did fuck up, my, my shoulder felt fucked up the next day, which made no sense to me. And it was a shoulder that doesn't bother me, but now it's fine. So I don't know if just like, she might have loosened something up, but I would advise anybody and everybody, go to get a massage once a month. It's fucking epic. And they just do little things there. They do little fucking things that make you feel great. Like even just having like herbal teas in the in like like the lights are dim and they got like herbal teas with like lemon. Like I like little shit like that. You know, even like plush little leather couches and shit. Like I like the little extra touches. You know, it's just kind of like adds that little like you know when you see like a nice beautiful dinner dish and there's added little fucking you know, green shit on top, whatever they call it, the fucking leaves, you know, just to, like, accent the dish, like, I love, like, stuff like that is really cool when you go to a nice place, especially if you're going to get a massage, but see, I'm used to going to get a massage, and I don't know, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I ever told this story on here, but if I did, I'll tell it real quick again, I went one time to get a massage in New York City, and, like, lady was just like take your clothes off take your clothes off and like just like strip me naked and shit and like as soon as the door closed she was like you want special massage and I'm like nah nah I don't got money for that like I just want a regular you know like $60 for the hour or whatever she's like nah you want special massage like grabbing at my shit it was fucking nuts 
right? And I'm like laying down. And then she like kind of was just like, all right, all right, get on your stomach. And I'm just like laying there. Like I just got fucking stripped. And I swear to God, this chick like put my legs up. And like I look back and she starts like trying to put her like mouth around my toes and shit. And I like jumped up naked like a fucking girl. And I was like, yeah, what are you doing? Like I didn't even fucking know what to do. It was just, and she's like, you want special massage? And like this chick was, just, and I was like, listen, no, man. Like I'm not here to, like I didn't, I didn't know. Like, I'm not here for sex. Like, I don't know if this is a whorehouse. Like, I wanted, like, I got a fucking knot in my back. I don't want my fucking toe in your mouth. Like, I, I, I would have, I, that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't fucking, it was just crazy. So when I go to this, like, legit place, you know, she's like, all right, you know, you can take your clothes off, leave them on the side, and I'll be back in in, like, five minutes. So get comfortable, lay on your stomach. But, like, I don't know if I should get naked. So, like, I'm kind of sitting there and I'm just like, man, you know what? I'm going to just get down to my underwear. So I just kind of got down to my underwear and, like, laid on my <laughs> laid on my stomach. I didn't know, you know, what's appropriate or not. And, like, you know, what do you say when, like, some strange woman, like, she's, like, rubbing up and down on my back and my waist and everything. And it felt really good and stuff. But, like, just knowing that, like, you know, it wasn't some, like, really, like, you know, like, wasn't an attractive person, like, you just, like, I don't know, it was just, like, I didn't even know what to say, I was just, like, so, you know, you've been, <laughs> you've been doing this a while, like, <laughs> I didn't even know what the fuck to, to, to do or to say, but I, you know, I told her that there were certain areas of my body that hurt, that were sore, that were knotted up, and she found this, like, inner knot in the middle of my back somewhere, like, just deep and, like, under other muscles. Like, I don't know how she found it. And she found it. And, like, it hurt real bad. But, like, she relieved a lot of shit. And it, it definitely made me feel, you know, feel good about it. But then, like, at the very end, she comes behind me. She starts massaging my neck. And then all of a sudden, she just stopped. Like, stop, And, like, 20 seconds go by. After the whole time, like, her being really active and moving her hands and fingers and, you know, rubbing me down and shit. And all of a sudden, she just stopped for, like, 20 seconds and didn't say nothing. And we were having a conversation, and she just stopped. And I was like, yo, is this chick having a seizure? Like, I didn't know what. It was the weirdest thing. And I, and I didn't, I don't want to be like, hello. Like, I didn't want. And then just, like, out of nowhere, really bizarre, man. And out of nowhere, she was just like, all right, Paul, that's, um that's going to be it, and she was really super nice, and just telling me everything, but it was just really, like, she just stopped, and she was just, like, rubbing on my neck, and this and that, and then she was just done in an hour, and it was great, um, and I got, like, you know, the full body and shit, so that was cool, but um, it was just my luck, because it, you know, like I said, I'm not looking for some unbelievably gorgeous person, but it just was, like, it just felt like they were going to the bullpen, um, and it was just a scheduling thing, so, um, Whatever. It was cool, though. It was definitely cool, and uh, the lady was great, and, um, you know. So that was that was the massage thing that I had this week, and <laughs> I would recommend everybody to go, but you will, you know, and I hope you think about this podcast or you think about me telling you this when you go in because there is a moment where, like, somebody needs to break the ice with some sort of small talk, um, you know, and... Well, you could fall asleep. Sometimes they're so good you fall asleep. And I was definitely relaxed. But, like, this is my first time there. I don't know what to think. And it's, like, legit, you know. But, like, you know. But it was just weird. It was just weird. And then, like, there would be, like, these hot and cold lotions. Like, they have lotions and they either heat them up or cool them. And you don't see anything. 
So you're just sitting there and you're like, you don't know like what's being rubbed on your back because your face is in that fucking hole and you're just staring down at the ground and your arms are there. It's a really f- vulnerable position. You know, because it's, it, it, it's, it's totally like you feel like you could be like stabbed in the back, literally. You, you feel like, you know, what is this lotion that they're putting on me? Like, what, what are they thinking? You know, and you want to make sure, like, you know, you shower real good before. You make sure you're like, you know, groomed up and shit. Like, I, I didn't want to, you know, have any fucking, you know, I, I wanted to make sure. So I was like, you know, cleaned up my neck and shit like I don't want to you know just like a nice kind of haircut type clean up shit because you don't want I mean these people must see could you imagine the fucking horrible horrific shit that these people have seen just some fat fuck with like three inch hairs coming out of his fucking back with like boils on his neck and shit and they're just like yeah honey come on grease that fucker up you know like I, I she must see horrific horrible things and have to talk to them you know and you just want to be as like for me, I wanted it to be, I wanted to be like as, as little of a pain in the ass to this woman as I possibly could, you know, even just appearance wise. And it felt good. Cause I was like, really like, like cool taking my shirt off just because I've lost weight and I feel like, you know, good about it. So it was like, I, it wasn't like that, you know, but I mean, she must see fucking awful shit. You know, and then like, then I had to flip on my back and like, they're rubbing your groin and you're like, man, you know, I just fucking, please God, like, I just don't want my fuck, you know what I mean? Just like out of like the accidental fucking, ch- you know, like <laughs> chubby or fucking bone, like you don't want that, you know, and then you're sitting like, ah, oh, fuck, you know, and then, you know, and they're just, you're just sitting there like, oh man, you know, just, it, it was crazy, you know, you're just picturing them fucking like balding and losing their hair, just something awful, so that's not even a fucking possibility, because sometimes, I don't even think your body knows, yeah, fucking, how often are you fucking caressed in the groin? <laughs> uh, right? I don't give a fuck you're married 20 years and you, you know, you, like, I don't give a shit, like, one, think about this, when was the last time you were like lightly caressed by your fucking ball sack? It doesn't happen at all. My fucking cat. Hey! Fucking cat's going to get me fucking in trouble. Anyway, so yeah. So it definitely do it. You know, I think I'm going to do like the hot stones on the spine next time and all that. And I think I'm just going to have them instead of the full body. I think I'm just going to have them work the back shoulders. Because when they work the back, shoulders, and arms, like everything just kind of tingles down your fingers. Pretty fucking cool. But that was my experience. But the cool thing is they said that they have like 16 massage people there. So I'm going to try a different one until I find the, the, the woman that really like nails it. And then just keep going back. You know, probably knows like where all the knots are and knows how to do it. Like gives you the right one. I got a massage once a few years back. And... uh this like heavier blonde chick did it and she was like, do you mind if I go like really deep and, and kind of hurt you, but I'm going to make you relieved afterwards because the muscles are just going to be so tender that like there's going to be no knots. You'll be relieved, but it's going to hurt. Do you mind? And I'm like, no, I have these knots in my back. Please do it. It was when I was a member at uh, Equinox. And I remember she put her fucking elbows in the middle of my back and went up and down with such authority. It hurt so bad. And I, I, you know, I, I was just like, oh my, she's like, I know it hurts. And I, and I was just like, oh my God, I'm not kidding you guys. When I came home and laid down in bed, it was truly like no exaggeration. Like I had taken two sleeping pills. It knocked me to fuck out. It was like some chemicals were going off and I was on some dope. It was sick. 
I didn't get that this time. This time I got some relief and then pain at night. But um, that was the uh, massage story. So definitely, uh, definitely try that and let me know. And if you guys have any horrible or funny stories, like when the chick was trying to put my toes in her mouth and trying to grab my dick when I was, you know, when I had like 60 bucks on me and I just wanted a regular rub down, uh, let me know that stuff too. You could let me know uh, on Butterfly Radio. Uh, you know, or email me, Facebook, whatever. But uh, please, please let me know that because those those can be fucking funny. And th- I remember when I first came back from that. When I first when I first came back from that, I freaked out so much. I was like, why was she so into fucking like grabbing me and doing that? That like I just had like a panic attack. I was like, yo, like, like why was she trying to suck my like I'm like why was she doing that? And I freaked out. And I remember telling my mom. I told like my 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 family. And, like, I thought they were going to be like, oh, man. And they just started fucking hysterical laughing at me when I said that, like, she was, like, like my toes just started to feel warm. And she's, like, fucking cupping them with her hand with putting her mouth over them. But let me know if you have any stories like that. Um, (laughs) And I didn't win the lottery. And you want to know why I didn't win the lottery, folks? Because just, like, voting, I didn't play the lottery. And I was so fucking tired. That's how tired with two kids I am and how busy I've been that I actually was like, you know what? Fuck the opportunity for $550 million. I just didn't want to get in the car and do it. But I will tell you this. I had a thought about winning the lottery. And maybe this is my cop-out way of like justifying not getting off my ass and getting in the car and going to buy a fucking lottery ticket. But... There is a part of me, and I always thought this, so I'm not just saying it because I missed it. And hear me out before you're like, oh, Ferzi's so full of shit. He's, he, this is crazy. No way. It's, this is real. Just hear me out. There is a part of winning the lottery that I wouldn't like. Okay? Number one, there is no sense of accomplishment. And maybe it's because of the business I'm in or because of the life that I've had my whole life where I feel like I've gotten nothing unless I've worked insanely hard for it. And I've, you know, I'm in something in this business where I'm fighting so hard for something and I'm working so hard for something. And then all of a sudden you just have this. Now, put that aside, though, you, you know, because you, you could still do what you love. You could still work for something and you just have the freedom and, you know, the money just makes things a lot easier. I'm not going to say it makes you happier, but it does make things easier. But here's the other aspect of it. There's a balance of life. You know, you ever hear of like these amazing success stories or like these amazing things that happen to people, but then after they happen to people, bad shit happens? I've heard of it with celebrities. People blow up and then shit happens with their family. It's really kind of fucked up. It's like the universe going, hey, you know, you're all good over there, but don't forget, reality's right here, ready to fucking, reality's right here. So... You know, we're not going to let this thing go that one-sided. We got to kind of teeter this thing a, a little bit. And and I've seen that. And I just feel like you get that shit and there's just something weird about it. Like one day you just have everything you could ever want and you're done. And then like, and then you're just worried and shit. Like, and I had that in my head. And then I was like, ah, you know, you should have fucking got a ticket and seen what happened because you could get it and then you could give money away and help people and shit like that because $550 million, you know, is is a lot of money. But there was a part of me going like, if I won that, I would just be so fucking petrified to get in my car the next second, you know, to go. You get the winning ticket, you go to fucking get the money and you're like, you, you know, your tire blows out on the highway. Just weird shit like that and shit like that, you know, I thought about. But maybe that's my crazy way of justifying it. You guys are like, yeah, fuck you. I'll take the risk. And I hear what you're saying. But, you know, go fuck yourself. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, let's get to the shit that I need to get to here. 
let's get to it. All right. And uh, yeah, by the way, all you people that paid $20 for lottery tickets, you're all suckers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. One thing that I was going to, or let me, I got to sip my, uh, I got to sip my iced tea before I do this. All right. One thing that I, I was going to talk about when I was going to talk about my, um, you know, and read off my journal entries to you guys about, you know, just coming up in this business and everything and being a comedian and all the nights that you think are exciting when you're coming up and they are to you because you're so new and stuff. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, and, I, and I've touched on it before, is that comedians have a really hard time. And this is not just for comedians who are listening to this. This is for everybody um, to see the other side of it, the, the, the real side of it. You know, that's what we like to do here um, on the show is just be as real as, as, as possible. Uh, I, uh, there's no point in me doing this show if it's not going to be uh, something that I really obviously believe in. I'm not just going to sit here and be like, uh, you know. Some stupid fucking radio show like tits are awesome and fucking <laughs> like I'm not I don't I would fucking just sit on my couch and and watch the you know the replay of the Knicks game if I wanted to do that I want to give you guys a real shit all right and there's something that really bothered me this week but one thing that I was going to talk about through the journal was how comedians just you know we don't know how to say no um, because our whole careers or or from the start from the birth of our careers when we're when we're newborns so to speak we just want stage time. So someone will make you drive out fucking three hours to get 25 bucks or no money. You know, I've driven to different states, driven to Milwaukee to all these places to lose money or to break even, you know, because you just want stage time. You want to see if you got game. You want to see if you can do it. Now, that's all fine. That's all good and and, and everything. But then there does need to come a point where you're like, look, um, what I'm bringing to the table. What I'm bringing is my talent, my my writing, my experience, uh, all the tools that I've now developed as a comedian. That money is not acceptable. And, uh, you know, when you do have money that's acceptable, get back to me. Until then, no. Um, but there's something that goes on. And I'm not going to call out names, but I will say this. A lot of comedians in New York are, are, are really doing themselves a disservice and should kind of really be fucking ashamed. And I'm talking about big names, and I'm not going to call people out, but here's what I'm talking about. There are comedy clubs in New York City that are clearly, and all over the country, okay? I'm just talking about what I see, but all over the country. You have your good clubs with loyal people who pay you what you should be paid, okay? And, and you know, they do the right thing, and they know what you should get. And then you have these shitty fucking clubs who... It's a fucking business. It's a scam. Get the fucking crowd in. Get the crowd out. Underpay the comedian. Make the comedian do more time. And it's fucking ridiculous. And so many comedians are so afraid. Or just so fucking used to, oh, I need stage time. I need stage time. And I'm talking vets. I'm talking guys doing it way longer than me. Okay, way longer. Maybe double the, double the time. I'm talking like 20-year vet, 25-year dude. People that just, yeah, I'm going to this spot to do it. And it's just because I think it's so ingrained. It's so fucking in their head that, oh, well, it's a spot and I got to get up. And I understand staying fresh and I understand all that shit. But fuck that, okay? Because if this club is giving you a spot, then other clubs are giving you a spot too. Okay, and if this club's, and, and when I say this club, I'm just using the general, I'm talking about the shitty ones that I'm talking about here. If that club is the only place giving you spots and you ain't doing shit in your career anyway, and you might as well fucking, you know, just try to do something else. 
Because you're clearly being taken advantage of and it's all you got. You're fucking hanging on. You need to look in the mirror and be like, what the fuck am I doing? But I've heard of way too many fucking big name and and respected comedians just going, oh, I got to run to this spot real quick and do this. And it's like, really? You got to fucking run to that spot and do that? So that fucking shitty place can stay in business and keep shitting on comedians and keep treating people like shit because people like you are still willing to do it. And I'm telling you, man, comedians need to say no. Say, fuck you, man. Up my money. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that amount of time for that amount of money in this fucking shithole. And there's too many of them. There's too many shitholes. And I won't do it. And I'm not doing it. Okay? And, and this has nothing to do with me fucking feeling like, oh, oh what do you, I'm, I'm better than something. That's bullshit. If you fucking know me and you listen to this podcast or whatever and you've listened for a while, hopefully you know by now that's not me. And anybody who's listening to this that fucking knows me personally knows that that's not my fucking style at all. Okay? I don't think I'm better than anything, but I'm not going to be taken advantage of. And I'm not going to fucking sit there and make somebody hang something over my head and act like I need you. Fuck that, dude. Okay? Because I'm the fucking talent. Okay, where the fucking talent? Okay, there's no fucking roof in this place, and this place doesn't even fucking exist unless our talent walks through the fucking door and gets on your stage and grabs a microphone. Don't ever fucking forget that. And we're so quick to forget that shit. We're so quick to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, but what was the pay? What was the pay? Oh, pay $10? $10 for, for, for two hours? Yeah, I'll do 10. I'll do two hours for $10. Yeah, yeah, I'll fucking sweat up there like a fucking dance, like a fucking monkey for, yeah, in this fucking shithole. Yeah, 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 I'll do that. I'll do that. No, it's fucking ridiculous. And and all these comedians that have been just fucking doing it for so long, and I understand, oh, I got rent. Oh, I got rent. Well, what, what that fucking $50 a week is going to kill you or that fucking $100 a week is going to kill you? I mean, if it is, then that's fucking pathetic anyway. Then look in the fucking mirror. Seriously, like it's ridiculous, man. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at these places and I'm watching these fucking owners and these bookers sit around with their fucking chins up while these fucking great acts walk in their room. I won't do it. There are places, I am promising you right now, I'm not shitting you, there are places that I don't even try, I have no interest. I have no interest. Places that I was told, yeah man, come down, I know I can get in the place. I'm not bullshitting, Okay. I know I can get in the place. And I'm not trying to fucking sit here and, and fucking brag. I'm being real and honest right now. I can get in the fucking place and I could work it if I wanted to. Okay? And to be quite... If you want me to be really fucking honest, I'll tell you, I look at the fucking lineups and I, I'm, I'm, I could fucking go toe-to-toe with anybody there. Anybody there. I don't give a fuck who it is. Okay? And I'm not saying that to be an arrogant jerk. I'm just telling you. Okay? I've been doing this long enough now where I, I've done enough things in this in, in my career and I won't give these people the fucking time. Like, I hear comedians going, yeah, you know, I'm going back and forth with this booker, man. And, you know, they're saying I should just really, I'm just like a, an MC, but they don't know if I'd be good at this. And I hope they return my text and I really need that spot. And I want to say to myself, for what? For what? Go to another club that pays right and treats you with fucking respect. Jesus Christ, guys. You guys, like, it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, I gotta do this. I gotta get this. I gotta fucking, you know, no, it's no pay, but, you know, this, this guy's gonna look at me. Some fucking fat fuck who probably, who probably fucking works in a bakery and then, and then his part-time job is to put a suit on so he could feel good at night because he's friends with the owner of a comedy club so the fucking owner says, hey, listen, we were friends in fucking high school and you hate the bakery so throw a fucking suit on your fat body and come down here and fucking have people with real talent come in and you judge them and tell me what you think. Like, that shit goes on. It's fucking ridiculous, man. I won't do it, man. I won't do it. 
Okay, I work. When you see me walk into a comedy club that I'm working, it's because I'm treated with respect. Okay, it's because they pay the right way. It's because they believe in the product, and it's because they want the audience and they want people to be fucking happy and stay there and hang out and they do something great. Okay, and 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 that's it. Okay, and again, I'm not dropping. I'm not gonna fucking say any names here. I'm just saying like there were so many fucking places that I saw, and I was like, my God, I respect that guy. That guy's dumb. That guy is fucking awesome. How the fuck is he going in there, running in there, and running into that place to get money? Fuck you. The only way I would do a place like that is if they fucking personally asked me. Like, hey man, you know. Listen, I love, I love, I appreciate what you do. I love you to come in. You know, this is all I can afford, but I'd like you on my stage and do that. You come at me with that shit. But if you, if you're going to sit, if you think you're going to sit there and I'm going to be fucking emailing avails and waiting by the phone to get into your fucking shithole comedy clubs. No. And there's a handful of them I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about one. I'm talking about a handful of clubs that they think like they think that they're the shit. And I really would wish that these comedians would just be like, listen, I ain't doing it either. And have like a bunch of comedians, like 15 to 20 of the comedians that they know they're better than the fucking room as far as what they're getting paid and the way they're being treated, you know. And I understand, well, you know, it's a business, Paul. You got to look at it at stage time. I get that. But when is that over? When is that, when is that done? Okay. What, what's going to judge that? Oh, because you were on, because, because someone did TV. So, so let me get this straight. Somebody does TV or somebody gets on a show or somebody even gets their own show. Then the club expects them not to be there. Why? Why does the club expect them not to be there? Because they know they weren't doing the right thing by them in the fucking first place. But a good comedy club who play, who pays properly and does the right thing, those people will get on the TV show. Those people will do all the fucking things. They'll get all the exposure. And you know what? They're going to go back to the comedy clubs that took care of them. That's why. But you notice how they don't go, you notice, okay, this is a, I'm glad that this came up and I didn't even expect this to come up, but it's just so fucking awesome that it's coming around this way. <laughs> it, it, it just came around yeah, as I'm fucking riffing here. It just came around. Think about this for one second. If you want to think about, I don't even have to tell you the comedy clubs I'm talking about. Think about this for one second. The comedy clubs that are in your area, okay, when you see somebody go in that comedy club, and try to get on stage and send their avails. For you people that don't know, avails is when a comedian sends a booker an email. Or a booker says, hey guys, send your avails. And you send all the days of the month that you're available to do a fucking 12 to 15 minute spot. And they pay you fucking awful money to do it. But you know, that's how you stay fresh and that's your workouts. That's your like your workout gym. Okay, that's what you do in comedy when you're home, you're not on the road. Now think about this for a second. Somebody goes into a club and they do their set during the week. Okay, and they have a good time and they're great and it leaves. And that person blows up to become a mega star. You want to know the clubs that are good and treated and won't respect? When they're already a star and then they come back in. Oh, so-and-so's back tonight. Come and check him out. This is where he fucking got his start. This is where he was all the time. That's a place. The places they wouldn't be fucking caught dead in anymore, that's the shit that people need to fucking stop doing until they step up their game. It's always us stepping up our game. You notice that? It's always got to be us stepping up, us getting funnier, us getting more exposure. But it's never, okay, well, I am now, so how about you up the fucking money and you stop fucking treating, and, 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 and this fucking high horse bullshit goes away. I won't do it. I'm not doing it. Fuck them. I don't need your fucking bullshit stage. I don't need your shitty booker standing there with a clipboard thinking he's got something on me. Fuck him and fuck you too. 
I'm serious. Because I could walk, because just the same way you got your fucking head high, I got my head high. I'm, this business kicked the shit out of me enough. It's not going to kick the shit out of me no more. And if that means I can't do fucking 15 or 20 minutes in your fucking shitty room, fine. I'll go to the better room. I'll go where I'll go where I want to be, not in your fucking that that's just how I feel, man. And I just really feel but the problem is you can't blame. See, this is the thing. The flip side though is this, you can't blame an owner and a booker because that's all they know. That's all they do. That's their business. They don't care about you. The comedians can change it by going, "Listen, I I can't fucking be here. I'm not doing this." You know as well as I do that I can't. But see, stage time is such a fucking precious thing to us. And I'm not saying, but I, I want to make this clear. I want to make this very clear to everybody, okay? Listening to this. By no, by no stretch of the imagination at all do I think that I'm better than stage time. I'm not saying that. Okay? I'm coming up and I need stage time because I'm just scratching the surface on what the fuck I'm doing in this business. Okay? I need as much stage time as I possibly can get. And I, by no, by no means do I think I have shit figured out. I don't, you know, I've made progress and I'm very thankful for that, but I'm not talking about that. And I'm not saying I'm better than any club. I'm not. What I'm saying is I'm better than the clubs that want to treat people like shit, not pay you properly and fucking act like they have something on you because they do have a stage. Fuck you. And if more comedians said that, then more comedians will be treated better. More comedians will get paid better. And, and listen, you know, there's no fucking union, and, and I don't even know if I'd be part of that. I'm a fucking, I don't like that either. I don't like when comedians organize and they go, hey, you know what we need to do is I appreciate it and I like it. It just needs to be a common thing where it's like, yeah, I'm not doing that, and I wish people were fucking knew that they could. And I guess you do have to fucking band together at some point, but I'm not, I'm not even trying to do that. I'm not trying to make this big fucking statement here. All I'm trying to say is that I see these comedians... And I really wish I could drop names, but I can't because they, this is my podcast, not theirs, and that's not fair. And I've said from the beginning of this show that I'm not going to do that. But there are comedians that are really fucking good and really respected. And people that I've worked with that are, that are truly some of the best in New York that go into a... Oh, man, I got to run. I got to go to this spot. I got to fucking 10-something, and I got to be there. And then, and then I'm just like, really, that place for that money? And like, they almost look like, yeah, I don't even know why either. I don't even know why. And it's like, yeah, because you're trained so much. You're so fucking trained by these people. You know? I, 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 like, some of these fucking clubs are so shitty that they should send comedians their avails for them. <laughs> you know? Hey, man, I got this date and that date and that date. I'd love to. Is that cool for you? You know? But nobody treats it like that. Everyone's like, oh, I need it, I need it. Because the comedian's a bunch of fucking rats standing around. A bunch of fucking cockroaches. Just waiting for, oh, I need this, I need that. Fuck that, man. Fuck that. You just get so fucking big and you do it with the people you want to do it with and the people that treat you the fucking right way. So then when you get to where you're going, those fucking places fucking are lucky that you walk in the fucking door. And, and not enough people do that. And I'm very happy with the places that I work in the city. You know, I work I work a handful of clubs in the city. And when I go in there, it's like, man, you know something? No matter what happens in my career, I'm coming back here. I love the owners. I love the people. I love the booker. They've been loyal. And it's not a fucking, it's not a fucking, you know, chop shop. 
fucking chop shop of comedy or some fucking ancient place that that fucking people, you know, is ridiculous, man. These fucking scumbag, you know how many fucking scumbag bookers there are too? I don't give a fuck, dude. I don't care who listens to this. I really don't. I really don't. There are scumbag bookers out there who fucking that think that they got fucking power. Are you serious, dude? Like, are you really? You got power? All the same people that don't sit there and treat anybody with respect. They sit there and they wanna they wanna just act like yeah yeah you know you wanna work here whatever. And I love the places that are like hey why don't you come down to a guest spot? Why don't you come down to you do a guest spot? Fuck! Why don't you suck my dick? You fucking with your guest spot. Don't you fucking pay me properly, motherfucker. And and you know I know it sounds like I have something personal against someone, and I really don't, because I, I and I and and that's just me being fucking Sicilian and getting angry for no reason. But it it's it's like this is why I don't chase people. I don't. I don't. I don't chase people. I don't. I don't fucking sit there. Listen, I'll network. I'll talk to people, and and I treat everybody with respect. Everybody. And I always will treat people with respect. Always. And I'll, t- and I'll teach my kids you treat people with respect. But when, you, when you're walking around with a clipboard and you're holding shit over people's head and you're paying them poorly, I wish everybody would just say, yeah, nah, that's not for me, man. You know this place is a shithole. I can't do it. I can't do it for that. Okay? You need to down the time and up the money. Okay? And, 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 and treat this a little more fucking, with a little more fucking respect than you do. And some people will say to me, Paul, you know something, this isn't a fair business and, and you're wrong for thinking that. And you knew that going in. And you know something, there's some truth to that. You're absolutely right. It's not a fair business. And it's not a perfect business. But you know something, I'll do everything in my power to make me feel comfortable knowing that and believe in my talents and where I'm going anyway. How about that? How about that? And I got to tell you guys, it's a freedom and it feels fucking great. It feels great. And I'm doing it by myself. Give me the microphone. Give me the stage. I'll do the best that I can. I'm going to try new shit because I have to grow. Because I'm in a weird part of my career right now. I'm in a weird part of comedy right now. Where like now I'm just, I'm so into doing new stuff that like sometimes I don't even know. I don't know how my sets are going to go now. I'm like, man, I could kill this room. I could bomb right now. And that's fine. That's what I want because I'm trying to pump out more time. And I'm trying to really stretch and I'm trying to fucking do something right now. So that's fine. But, you know. If, 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 you know, you give me the microphone and the crowd and a stage and you treat me with respect and you pay me properly and you say, hey, man, you got to do this, I'm going to fucking do it now, and, or do it to the best of my ability. And I just wish more people would tell people fuck off. And I wish more comedians were just so not afraid to say, you know what? No, I'm not working this fucking shit. Oh, fuck you. Just because I'm here and I need stage time, I'm not going to let you do this to me. So that's all that I wanted to say about that. And I hope uh, for a lot of you people, I, I didn't go too long on that. But uh, it was just something that was been eating at me all week and, you know, seeing these people go into these clubs and running around for them. And it's like, I look at it like this, man. It's always quality over quantity. You know, I've talked to comedians. Man, I was up fucking eight times last week. I was up three times last night. And you're like, where? Like, ah, this fucking, they did this deli. There were two Mexican dishwashers in the back. I talked to them for, it's like, I don't, you know, 
I can't, I'm at the point now, and I've done it all, man. I've stood on fucking Coca-Cola crates and bars in Jersey. I've fucking stood in someone's living room. I've, I've, I've been in places where the ceiling was falling down. I've been in places where TVs were on and people were eating fucking chicken parmesan, trying to ignore me while I'm fucking yelling over them. I stood in the middle of a dining room, like a diner, just started to talk. Like it was like a picture being in a restaurant with TVs on and waiters going around and nobody wanting comedy and standing in the middle of it just trying to tell jokes. I did that shit. Okay, I did all of that shit. So this isn't like anything like, oh, I'm some prima donna. I, I fucking did. You want to name a hell gig? I fucking did it. You know, what I'm talking about is giving the people the power and being treated certain ways and shit. And I, and I really just can't believe there are certain people that just still just, you know, do it. And I feel like, you know, you could fine tune it other places or you could do it in other ways. And that's just me. Um, I feel like comedians already have some issues with, um, you know, insecurity and self-esteem and all that, and they're so used to it, and I think that some pieces of shit prey on that, and um, it's not happening with me, I ain't gonna let that shit happen to me, so, you know, if you're a booker and you're listening to this, pay me, motherfucker, and do it right, (laughs) or I have no interest to come and work with you, ever, period. And, and you know what, you could keep doing all the things that you're doing to these comedians who fucking line up and get psyched to say that they're working there. You know, not me. You know, you gotta have a little fucking, you know, gotta have a little, you know, it's, it's like, it's, you know, I guess it's like a hooker, you know? Like, hookers make good money. Like, there are some, like, I talked to a hooker one time in, uh, <laughs> I talked to a hooker one time in Atlantic City. Like, I pulled that nice guy shit. It's kind of like my joke about, like, being too nice of a guy for strippers. So when strippers come up to me, I try talking them out of their lifestyle and shit. And I'm like, what are you doing this for? Why are you here? And, like, I remember I was in Atlantic City and I was performing a catch in Atlantic City, and I was walking past the bar, and all these, like, women were like, ah, come over here, and, like, I thought it was about the show, they might have seen the show, this lady wasn't even dressed like a hooker, she was in, like, a, she had, like, a sweater turtleneck on, jeans, like, boots, like, she just totally dressed normal, like, had no, like, you would never know, it, it could have been a soccer mom, a preppy soccer mom, you'd never know she was a hooker, and she was like, uh, yeah, this and that, you know, and I was like, and I just said to her, I was like, man, you're, you're fucking out here in, in, you know, Atlantic City doing this, man, and I was like, that's dangerous, and I was like, you have kids, and she's like, oh, I have a son, I'm doing it for him, and I was like, yeah, but you, this is fucking dangerous, and she just totally was like, all right, I don't need the fucking whole daddy fucking, and I was like, no, no, I get that, but like, that's gotta be dangerous, and she just kind of gave, she kind of went back at me, and she goes, listen, she goes, here's how I do it. She goes, I have the same clients pretty much all the time. They're all fucking really wealthy people. That's why I dress like this. I don't have to dress like a hooker. And she's like, and I don't take crackhead prices. You know, she's like, I'm not going to fucking blow a dude for 50 bucks, you know. And I just like, I li- I actually was listening and I was like, you know, I was like, this whore has a good business plan. <laughs> you know, she goes to the same guys. I mean, listen, I'm not condoning it. And, and I th- I told her, I was like, what you're doing is dangerous. You got kids. You never know. Some dude snaps and fucking kills you. You're the only thing there. I mean, that's crazy, but whatever. And um, the worst thing was her friend was sitting next to her. And like she was dressed like a hooker, her friend. And she had a fucking huge black eye. And it was the saddest thing I ever saw. Like this bitch was soliciting with a fucking purple fucking softball on her head. And it's just like, geez, like who's fucking doing that? 
who's going to be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this respectable-looking blonde. I want the fucking chick who looks like she got hit in the head with a football. Um, but... <laughs> But no, she was like, yeah, I'm not going to do the crackhead prices. And, and, I, and, and I was just kind of like walked away from it. Like, well, you know what? I mean, I'm not saying what she's doing is smart, but at least she's not fucking. And I just, I look at it like, when is that? When does it get to that in our business? Does it ever get to that? Or we're we just so used to fucking beatdowns that, you know, you either have to become a mega star. You either have to become like this huge mega star for people. And then all those same people. And this is the fucked up thing about the business. And I guess this is any business, but. What it's more acceptable in in comedy, I guess, and it seems that way, is that like once you blow up and you become a fucking star, then all those people that fucking mistreated you, paid you shitty, and did that, they're like acting like they were in your corner, and it's like no, you know who's in your corner. Who's in your corner is making sure you're getting paid good, putting you on the good shows, trying to fucking take care of you, being loyal, giving you spots monthly, never changing your fucking money, never fucking doing that. Like that's those are the people that you want to be around. You know, I'll, I'll tell you the clubs I love. I'll tell you the clubs that I love in New York. Um, I love I love the stand. Those are my guys. Stand Up New York is awesome. The guys at, at Gotham Comedy Club are great. Uh, Caroline's has been good to me. Um, lately, I haven't been there, but, you know, I really don't have anything, you know, bad to say about them. You know, um, but... There, you know, there's there's definitely a, hand, a handful of good clubs. It's just there are some clubs and some shitty rooms there that it's just like people treat you like it's just like fuck you, man. So that's my little thing about that. I hope you comedians uh, don't think I'm a dick now. Um, you know, I hope nobody listens to that thinks that I think that I'm better because that wasn't the point. That wasn't what I was trying to say. You know, and hopefully you smart people get what the fuck I was trying to say. Because I know there's going to be a couple people like, dude, you hear Verzi's podcast? He's saying, like, he's better than some rooms and he doesn't need their stage time if they don't. You know, that's just part of it. You got to fight through it. And anybody who says that or thinks that after hearing that should really fucking be taken outside and clubbed in the fucking head with something. Because that, that is couldn't be further from the truth. I want as much stage time as I possibly can get. However... I'm not going to put myself through fucking hell and more insecurity and more feeling like shit or in fear to anybody than I have to. That's all I'm saying. And I wish more comedians, especially ones who fucking can act like that, would do that to make these people go, holy shit, man, maybe we need to change our business plan. All right. Moving on. That was fucking... I'm on. I'm on. Now I'm like... I'm ready to debate somebody. I wish somebody was here. You ever like get, you just wish somebody was like, <laughs> you wish somebody was there to just be the, like be the opposition to be like, no, I don't think that, uh, you know, I think that you should, you know, you have to take less money because that's what we do. And I would just fucking jump on them and fucking beat up their argument verbally and then physically beat them up. That'd be awesome. All right. What else? What else do we want to talk about here? I don't even know where to go from there just because that was so like. That was just so, you know, in my heart. I feel like anything else I go, you know, anything else that I would go to from here would not be as in my heart as much. So, so let's keep harping on it. So I can't stand no. Uh, <laughs> and 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 comedians, man, get at me if you know exactly what I'm talking about or if you if you understand it, you know. 
And I guess I guess the flip side, and I know some comedians are going to be like, no, Paul, you know, I do that shitty room because I'm trying to do new bits, and if I can get in front of new people, I'm using that club too. I get that. I, I do get that. It's just after a while, it's like, can't you do that at a place at another at another place? I just I just you know, fucking snakes out there, man, and this business is crazy, and. You can't knock them, no man. You know. You can't knock a. What's that saying? Where it's like. So what is, what is it like the. The scorpion and the frog or whatever. I'm gonna fuck the whole saying up, but you know. Or like I am a scorpion. You knew that shit. Or like I am a snake. I'll bite you. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. One of those things where it's like you know it is what it is, and that's what, you know, and 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 you just gotta you gotta do that. But I gotta tell you, working for people that that believe in you, working for people that are loyal to you constantly, working for people that want to see you get paid properly and be happy where you work. That's the best shit in the world, man. That's the best shit. And it goes, and the same thing, not only in, in the city or in whatever city you're in, but on the road too. Because there are clubs on the road that do the right thing by you. They take care of you. They make sure that you enjoy their city. That's the best, man. When you go somewhere on the road and you perform, and not only do they want you to enjoy the club, and do they want to put you up in the hotel and make you... But they want you to enjoy the city. They want you to try the food in the city. They want you to really take to the people. Like, that is such a pleasure. And I've been really, really fortunate over the past few years to, to do that. Um, you know, whether it be opening for somebody or headlining myself. I've really been fortunate to be with people that really wanted me to enjoy myself and have a good time and be treated like that. And those are the people that you never, ever fucking forget, ever. And that makes this, that makes the business, that's the flip side to all that other shit I was talking about. You know, that's the, that's the way you're just like, man, you know, I'm always going to remember that, you know, um, I'm always going to remember. I remember when we were doing Carnegie Hall and, uh, you know, which we didn't talk about. Oh, by the way, something really cool and nice and, and it was really special to me to see, um, was that. Um, they did a they did a profile of six comedians that live in Westchester in Westchester magazine, which I didn't realize was a bigger magazine than I thought. It's not just online; it's actually on stands like everywhere. You could get it in Barnes and Noble, and you can get it at Borders and all that stuff. And the the magazine company sent it to me. I did this interview with this guy like oh, a year ago, like months and maybe maybe a year ago, like nine ten months to a year, and. And they finally like got it done, and it was like myself, Joe Matarese. There was there was a there was a few, you know, there was like uh, six comedians from Westchester, um, and um, you know, I was able to talk to this guy, and they did this really nice piece, and like people around the area were like, "Oh, I saw you in this." I was getting texts and stuff. So if you live in Westchester and you listen to this, check out um, go get Westchester Magazine, the December edition. Uh, they did two editions. One was Top Doctors in Westchester, and the thing is like a textbook, and um, I'm no doctor. But uh, the other one was just a regular Westchester magazine, and on the top, on the cover, it says like county comedians or comedians was a big part of what the issue was, and, and I was one of them, and it was really nice and something that my mom will have and my wife and my family. So um, it was cool to be you know in Westchester magazine, and they did talk about the Carnegie Hall thing, about how none of us talked about it leading up to it. It was just that big of a show that we knew what we needed to do, and we didn't talk about it but the one thing that I remember from it and um, you know um, it, it, it's just another example of why Bill Burr is not just um, 
you know, uh, you know, somebody that's been like an older brother to me and a mentor and, and somebody that, that, you know, you know, I'm not going to lie, man. I love the dude. And, and, but, but one thing about him is, uh, I remember when we were doing that, he came to the city that week and he went to certain places that worked him and he literally went there and thanked him and was like, I just want to thank you for like you helping me get to this point. And he remembered the people that were good to him. And, and, and that that's an amazingly beautiful thing and that's a great thing and and that's that's kind of what I'm talking about what I'm talking about is too many comedians are willing to do the other thing for stage time but those are the people that you really remember and those are the people that you're like oh man like you that was amazing and I, that's the flip side to all that fucking bullshit that I was getting upset about is that you know these people want to take care of you and groom you and truly have a passion for it and and you and that's rare in the business. So when you find that, man, you got to make sure that that's where you kind of land your feet on and, and, tr- and try to make that work. So, um, you know, and I appreciate you guys listening to it. Um, but you know what? I'm not done. How about that? I'm going to keep going with this damn podcast because we're an hour in already. By the way, you lucky fucks, you know this podcast is only supposed to be 45 minutes. You know that, right? And I think over the last few of them, I just kept going. All right? Taking you bitches into overtime with some real shit that's on my mind. And uh, guess what, everybody? The Verzi Effect podcast show jumped up another, I think, 2,000 listeners over the past. Uh, so out of the past six weeks, it's been, uh, it's climbing. It's climbing. And yet nobody wants to give more. Like I got like, I, I got like 20 something comments on iTunes or maybe more. I need to check it now because I probably have more. But. I want to get this thing up into the top 100 on iTunes, and the only way that happens is with comments. So please, the two things I ask you to do, that's all. I'm not asking you for shit. Butterfly Radio app on the iPhone. Download that shit and register on ButterflyRadio.com to get your own show if you want to speak about something. Or just download the app for free on your iPhone and check it out. And go to iTunes and leave comments on the show. That's it. Not fucking hard. And we'll get there together. That's my political thing. We'll get there together. Isn't that bullshit when they say that? We'll get there together. It's like, no, we're not going to get there together. We're going to vote for you, and you're going to get where you need to go. <laughs> uh, all right, while I'm still upset, let's go to the Brooklyn Nets and talk a little sports here for a second. I'm going to say this one time and one time only. And there's no... There's no arguing back with me because I just won't listen to it. Okay, because I'm going to imagine a couple of you fucking idiots are going to be talking back at me through my computer or my microphone right now going, ah, but what, they've been bad for so long. If you were a New York Knicks fan, I repeat, if you were a New York Knicks fan your whole life and then the New Jersey Nets came to Brooklyn and you flipped over to the New Jersey Nets. I'm not going to call them the Brooklyn Nets if you haven't heard that. But if you flipped over to the New Jersey Nets who now play in Brooklyn just because you think it's cool and it's Brooklyn and Jay-Z is owner and Jay-Z and Beyonce are sitting there and you got your fucking white and black jersey and you're so fucking cool now and you're, oh man, you're in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. You suck. Okay? 
There is one team in New York, and it is the New York fucking Knicks. I don't give a fuck that they've won in 1970 and 1973. Shame on you. Shame on you. Now, if you're a New Jersey Nets fan and they play in Brooklyn now, that's fine. You have no team there in Jersey. Where else are you going to go? That's totally cool. And if you were a New Jersey Nets fan in Jersey and you moved over to the Knicks because, you know, I mean, I guess it's kind of not fair, but at the same time, it's like if you were just like, no, I had my team in Jersey and now they're in Brooklyn and I'd rather, I I was more familiar with the Knicks and I want to be a Knicks fan. I actually say that's different. I don't think it's a double standard. Here's why. Because of the reason I just said, you're already familiar with the Knicks, you know the Knicks, and you're just so disgusted that they left your state, they left you that you're, to spite them going to New York, you're going to be a Knicks fan instead of a Brooklyn fan. I get that. But if you are going to sit here and tell me or justify to me with a straight face that you can honestly say that you were a Knicks fan and now you think it's cool there's a team in Brooklyn, now you, I can't, you, you're, you're a fucking asshole. That's all there is to it. And the fact that people were chanting Brooklyn in that Knicks game was sickening to me. Absolutely sickening. Awful. Awful. Or just admit you're an awful human being, and that's why you like the Nets now. And I could at least be like, all right, the guy knows he sucks, but he's just doing it. How can you sit there and root for a team? And first of all, Jay-Z, I know he made an investment by him. Jay-Z was like a lifelong diehard Knicks fan. And then he bought the Nets, and now he's sitting there clapping for the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, I know it's part of like his big project, so I get it with him. But the fact that you do that and you think it's cool because he's there, you suck. Oh, you fucking stink. It was the worst thing hearing them go, Brooklyn, really? Really, you fucking ITT technology fucking nerd who fucking probably grew up in Massachusetts somewhere and now you fucking live in Williamsburg or whatever and you think you're cool. You tell your mom and your dad you got a fucking Nets jersey and you're a Brooklyn Nets fan and then your mom and dad go to some fucking wine party in Massachusetts going, yeah, well, you know, Kyle loves the Nets now. He's a Brooklyn Nets fan, so I guess we'll be going there to see the games when we come to visit. Oh, you fucking suck. You suck. Knicks. By the way, the New York Knicks, 11-4 and four after 15 games. They fucking blew out the Wizards, which is nothing to write home about because the Riz- Wizards are 1-12, but we've beaten the Heat. We've beaten the Spurs. We've beaten we've beaten a lot of good teams. Um, we almost beat the Grizzlies. We had a good game against the Grizzlies, but it was on that long road trip. But we've won on the road. Things are going good. And I'll be honest, we were winning. The, the, the Nets went on an 11-2 run in the last couple of minutes of the game. We should have won that game. We tightened up. I think we got tired. No excuses. That's fine. They got that one. We'll beat them in the garden, but um, I'm loving the New York Knicks, and I think the New York Knicks are going to make noise in the playoffs. Fuck the Nets. Giants turned it on, and the Giants won that game against Green Bay, and I'm not going to lie, I thought the Giants were going to struggle and have a hard time with that game, and they didn't. That's what's so hard about the Giants. They just play up and down, too much to the competition. Nights you think they're going to lose, they fucking win. They go to San Fran, they win. They, they, they play, you know, Green Bay, um, when Green Bay starts catching fire, and they ended up, and Green Bay's upset about the playoffs last year, and you think, oh shit, the Giants, you know, are in for it, and the Giants win, and then now the Giants are going to go to the Redskins, and you don't know what the fuck they're going to do, but I'm happy with that too. So, um, you know, I, what can I say? I'm happy with my teams. The Yankees are going to do a one-year deal with Mariano Rivera. They already did it for $10 million plus in Senate money. And that means he's not going to be able to uh, leave, you know, because of an injury. He's going to go out on his own terms. I was really happy to see that. And um, all is good with my teams. So, 
Knicks, Giants, Yankees, uh, things could be worse in sports. I'm looking forward to the Monday night game. Um, do we have an unacceptable for the week? I think we should. Oh, I wrote this down. I wrote this down for the podcast, and it's a real quick kind of, it's a real quick thing here. But hopefully you're amused by it because I thought it was uh, something I should talk about, and I thought it was pretty amusing. I want to talk about soups real quick. Soups are underrated. Like I think that soups, like you ever have a good fucking soup, man? Like a lobster bisque, or like my wife had like this potato bacon broth soup. It was ep. It was unreal. And like I'm doing really good with my weight, and I'm trying to eat good. So like a lot of times my lunch I'll have a soup, but there's this place called Ladle of Love in Mount Kisco. It's famous. The lady was on uh, Oprah. And what happened was, the story about it was, she, uh, I think her husband was sick and she was making him these amazing soups to kind of like get him better or to make him feel better. And like they were so amazing and then she would bring them down to the workers on 9-11. I, I don't know if I said talked about this before, but she would bring, them, bring all this soup down to all the people that were helping out and the workers down in 9-11 and, you know, down there in the recovery and all that. And they were such amazing soups. And then I heard that her husband got better and left her. I, that's what I heard. I don't know if that's true, but if it is, it sucks. Anyway, so she has this little soup kitchen in Mount Kisco that's famous. And it's this little thing, and she always has like little macaroni and cheeses and potato salads and macaroni salads and meatloafs like right on the counter there, and you could pick and choose what you want. And all these soups are amazing. And it's called Ladle of Love. You could look it up, but it's amazing. She, it got so big, and she was on Oprah because of it, and it got so famous that she opened up a, a restaurant called Ca- Cafe of Love. And Cafe of Love is right here in Mount Kisco. It's one of the nicest restaurants here. We ate there one night. And I didn't realize I was sitting next to fucking Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20 or whatever. Like, and I didn't even know. I was just like, yeah, can I get like some dessert drink? And this lady brings over like this espresso with something. She's like, yeah, yeah. Do you know who Rob Thomas is? He's sitting right next to you. He just had this. Uh, you should try it. So I tried it. And um, anyway, the owner of Ladle of Love, the soup place, opened this place, Cafe of Love. So if you're ever in the Mount Kisco area, you should definitely try one of the two. Jesus Christ, she should have just paid me for that. I should have got, I should get fucking money for that because of how fucking, I didn't even mean to plug it like that. But anyway, a good soup. Do yourself a favor and get yourself a good fucking soup. I know that sounded like the dumbest Italian way to say, do yourself a favor, all right? Get yourself a soup. <laughs> I'll tell you, you ever have a good soup? Good soup, nothing to fucking shake your stick at. Stay right now. Fucking good soup. Had a little good soup and uh, a little disappointed. Me and me and uh, this comedian Giannis Papas, me and Giannis were at the Comedy Central party um, during the festival. And they had all these hors d'oeuvres. And I just said something and Giannis and I laughed about it. And Giannis, it's, it's like an ongoing thing where... Giannis, by the way, his character, Mauricio, fucking hilarious. Check it out on YouTube. But I'm just plugging everybody today. I'm in a, I'm in a festive mood. But uh, I was sitting there, and we're eating everything. We're eating these little baby burger sliders, and we're eating all kinds of shit. And then I just go, you know, this is a really nice spread and everything, but like I'm a little disappointed there's no shrimp. And we just started laughing at that. So now every time we see each other, we'll just be like, hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, it's going good. I'll be honest with you, though, I'm a little disappointed. And now I'll just tweet him, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Or like, you know, I appreciate the spread. Spread was delicious, but um, a little disappointed. Didn't have any shrimp. 
and uh, that's the ongoing thing. But no, I had here's the soups that I had. I had that p- potato and 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 bacon soup, which isn't really that healthy, but I just tasted it. It was delicious. I've had a chicken noodle soup, which is all right. I had um, I had this other soup with like chunks of beef in it, and um, the broth was delicious. But I'm I'm on to soups now. Let me know if you know a good recipe for a soup, or if there's a good soup out there. Let me know, and I will try. I'll try it. But I think soups are underrated. And uh, a lobster bisque soup, or like crab cake chunks in like a broth. Oh my god, fucking murder for it. Um, unacceptable for the week. You know, I didn't write down an unacceptable for the week because I thought that I was probably going to go too long, which I pretty much did, and I didn't do one at the top of the show. Um, I'll just say that unacceptable for the week is me telling you people that I was going to have this journal entry thing for you guys and tell these cool stories about, or just read these cool things, and I still don't have it. It's unacceptable. I'm not going to bring it up until I have it. I'm sorry. I should not do that. I should not fucking host a show and start off by telling you something I want to do cool, and then I can't do it. You just, you don't do that. That would be like me coming up to my three-year-old son tomorrow morning and be like, oh my God, man, I got to tell you, I think you're going to enjoy this toy. Okay, there's a toy. I think you're going to enjoy it. All right. I don't know where it is. And I don't and we're not getting it today. Okay, we're not going to get it. But I think you would fucking it's really it would be really interesting and cool if I got it for you. But I'm not going to. So go eat your cereal in in <laughs> in shame. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's I uh, I'm getting loopy. Right around 115. Don't I get loopy everybody? I do. I do. Uh so so let's sum let's let's sum this up. <sighs> when you perform in front of Russian call girls, they're gonna talk about their pussies. Okay. Um, don't get your hopes up about your massage therapist, and just embrace the awkwardness and enjoy the feeling. Um. Don't let comedy clubs fucking get you down and don't ever think that, you know, you fucking need them as much as you do. Ah, fuck the lottery. And, um, you know, try try yourself a good soup. I mean, that's basically what number 88 had to offer. Uh, with a little more detail, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Trying to work this new bit about how tired I am with kids and, uh, superheroes. And, um, I don't know. I probably shouldn't say this because there's probably comedians listening to this going, oh, I have kids, what is it about? But I'm just trying to make this fucking joke work and I'm going to try it this week. But, um, because superheroes have no kids. And I now I know why. They can't. You can't have any fucking kids. That's what the Joker should have did to Batman. Just fucking dropped like three toddlers off at his house. Then he would have been able to take over fucking Gotham, you know? Commissioner Gordon's got the the light in the ceiling, uh, the light in the sky, the bat sign. Batman's just like, I'm fucking out of formula. I'm fucking exhausted. Fuck Fuck you, Commissioner Gordon. That fucking voice. (laughs) I'm out of formula. I'm fucking tired. Call that asshole Spider-Man. He's he's adopting a fucking 18-year-old. All right, everybody, I'm, I'm clearly tired. It's uh, nine minutes to midnight, which means I got this one in. I got this one in before Saturday. So let me do some plugs here, and then I will get you guys out of here. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for all the support and the positive feedback. Uh, Once again, download the free app. 
Butterfly Radio. Download that app on your iPhone or register for your own podcast, your own pictures, and do your own damn channel. You could have multiple channels on there, butterflyradio.com. And uh, interact with me, leave me a voice thing, and until I get my, uh, you know, until I get the software done on the iPhone 4S, which I have, which should fucking work, of course it doesn't, my luck, I will still get back to you uh, some way, shape, or form. But please download the app, this system is amazing, and please leave your comments on iTunes about the show. A lot of people have said to me, man, the show's gotten so much better, your podcast is really doing great things, and I really appreciate it, yet those same fucking people don't go to iTunes and leave comments. Go to iTunes and leave comments. It's going to take you a couple of minutes. Are you a loyal fan? Are you? All right, let's do the plugs and get out of here. This week, starting tomorrow, tomorrow at 8.30, I will be hosting the 8.30 show at The Stand in New York City. Sunday, I will be performing on the 8.30 show around 9-something at The Stand Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday, is it? Yeah, so so Saturday and Sunday, I'm at the stand, um, which is the 1st and 2nd of December. Happy December, everybody. Yes, uh, December 4th, Tuesday, I will be at Stand Up New York. Big show, December 11th, I will be at the Stress Factory for Sandy Relief. Um, and that is out there. You could also go see that on the Stress Factory website. Got that coming up. Uh, other shows in between. Just giving you guys the you know the the bigger shows before the year is out. December the 18th, I am doing the last Comedy Juice at Gotham at Gotham Comedy Club, and all of my updated dates until the end of the year. So, and I don't have January yet. I'm working on some road stuff. I'm working on some. By the way, it looks like I'll be going back to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, so that that'll be coming. I uh, have a bunch of other stuff coming out. Looks like I'm going to be going back to Vegas. Got some other stuff coming uh, out. I'm just waiting for all the dates and all the coordination with the fucking, uh, you know, 2013 calendar. But uh, that will all be on the website. But for now, um, all of the December dates of what I'll be doing, I am local. I'm not traveling anywhere. I will be in the, the tri-state area until the uh, until next year. And uh, that's all on the newpaulverzi.com. And it's my own website that I do myself. You could see everything on there. And that's how I'm doing it. Uh, you don't rely on anybody. You don't let anybody fuck with you. That's the theme of this episode, okay? Don't let anybody fuck with you. Don't feel bad about shit. Don't let these people make you go home. And, 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 and don't let anybody, whether it's a comedian, whether it's your job, don't fucking make anybody put themselves better or make them feel better than you. And you know something? The people that do act like they're better than you, they don't feel that way. Okay, the people that have to make themselves feel like they're better than you, whether it's at your job, whether you're an administrative assistant, a fucking clerk, whether you're working at fucking ShopRite, whether you're a comedian, whether you're a fucking landscaper, anybody at your workplace who tries to make themselves feel better than you is they don't feel that way. They go home feeling like shit about themselves. So they do it to you during the day. Fuck them and don't let them do it. Don't let them do it. Say, listen, man, do that shit to somebody else. Don't don't do that shit to me because I need to feel good, too. I'm going to feel good, too. That's the theme of episode 88. Okay, don't take shit from nobody. We'll Italian it up at the end a little bit. All right, so here's what you're going to do. I want you to eat a couple soups, okay? I want you to get a couple soups, a little mozzarella, little mozzarella shreds. Shred the mozzarella on top of the, sa- on, on top of the fucking sandwich and on top, of the, uh, on top of the soup there, okay? Get yourself a little glass of wine on the right. Always, always keep it on the right side if you're righty. Okay, you sip it a little bit. Okay, you eat the soup with the mozzarella and you sip the fucking wine. It's delicious. Okay, you don't take shit from nobody. Okay? 
You ever talk? I was thinking about this today in my car too. You ever talk to somebody, and like while they're talking, like while they're talking to you, you're just thinking about grabbing them by the back of their fucking hair. And just like smacking their face against something and they're screaming like, why the fuck would you do that? I was just talking about sandwiches. And like you're just hysterical laughing, holding your stomach while their fucking nose is half ripped off. I get those crazy, (laughs) I get crazy fucking thoughts, man. I really do. But um, you know what sucks? I really don't want to stop this podcast again. I don't know why my podcasts are getting so long. I'm sorry. You guys probably are like sitting outside waiting to go back into your job and you're like, when this fucking guy just ended and now out of spite, I'm not going to buckle up for another 20. Here we go. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's it, guys. So check the new, check the new um, paulverzi.com. Uh, check the new paulverzi.com uh, website. That's P-A-U-L-V-I-R-Z-I.com. No, seriously, uh, please download the app Butterfly Radio on your iPhone and uh, leave leave some comments. Check out the new paulverzi.com for the new dates and uh, I'd love to see you at a comedy club. And again, if you download that app and you email me or let me know that you did, I'll get you into the shows for free. Okay? It's that simple. So uh, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you uh, listening. This has been episode number 88 and I have a special guest coming up in the next two. I'll let you guys know. And um, that's it. So... Thanks.